Frontsight Nation, welcome back to Frontsight Podcast, a podcast all about being a better man. Today, here with me, I have Pastor Ron Smith. Hello. I have Pastor Rodney Kilborn. Hello. Unofficially. And I have not Pastor Jacob Miller. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> and myself, Jordan Largaspada. And really, guys, yes. I missed you. You did? Why? I, what, what do you mean? Last podcast, you replaced me with Mike Buffelli. Yeah. Um, Honestly, probably a better speaker than me. Okay. I get it. I get it. But I really miss you guys. Okay. All right. And if you are listening and you don't know, the only time I see any of these guys is when we do podcasts. The only time. The only time. And so... Not even on Sunday mornings. They literally don't talk to me. We literally do not. (laughs) Yeah. Especially Rodney. But now that's by design because we want real, raw um, Jordan when you're on this recording. So we realize if the more words you use, um, that takes away from real and raw. So we just, we isolate you until this moment. I th- I'm honestly, I'm grateful that you do that because I, I want to be the best, best me I can be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. an, and I'm, like an uncaged silkworm. Uh, and I mean, what? <laughs> in all your fury. <laughs> what? I don't even know what to say to that. Oh man. <laughs> I'm a silkworm. <laughs> Uncaged. Okay, so I, I, get me out of my cage. Well, spin, I gotta, your, spin your weave. Spread Jordan. my silk, I guess. I don't yes. know. <laughs> but really, I mean, like, in the fear of missing out on my FOMO, you know, yeah. from not being here last time, I, I really don't even know, like, what the purpose of life is anymore. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, you're it. back. You're back. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a classic Jordan I think segue into this. What a segue into what, Pastor Ron? Um, we're talking about just I, the irony is, yeah, Jordan, this is ironic for an uncaged silkworm. We're actually <laughs> going to discuss what's the point of life. Like, why were you created to be an uncaged silkworm? I'm, I genuinely cannot even get like what is an uncaged you're silkworm? Silk Am right I like the cage? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, you're going to come out making special fabrics. Oh, Let's okay. Just say like, that. Okay, you, you could be you could be a tiger. Or you could be a lion. Oh. Kind of like you. Right? I get that vibe from you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a roaring lion. Right. Yeah. So Seeking, like, like who he's going to devour. But, That's what I get from you. <laughs> but then you <laughs> what? open up the cage in all of your fury. What we see is a, a little silkworm. Just you know, it's, his way out. The Bible is all about underdogs, I've noticed. <clears throat> really? You know, I've... And even yeah. under you mean like David and Goliath, yeah, like, you mean David. like Gideon in the armies, mm-hmm. like, like think about it, guys. You mean like Ruth and like the silkworm being uncaged? I got it. That's okay. it. All right, he's the underdog. That's going to be another episode somewhere down the road. I think like that year four. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. All right, but yeah, what is well, the point my, of life? No, I was just going to say, just throwing it in there. There is, you know, Mark nine forty eight. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> where, look where, that up. where their wow. worm does not die and their fire is not quenched, but. Anyway, yeah. wow! You just pulled that one right out of the old pocket, right? <laughs> hey, you know that you know that story of Jonah when the worm eats his his tree, and I'm that worm. Okay, I am that worm. Whoa! Okay. You've lived that long. Wow! Surprise! <laughs> Man, surprise! Okay, 
All right. I have no idea where we're going with that. I don't even know. <laughs> what, is, what is the point it of was life? Just a, yes. It was just If a you're flex. still listening right now, we, we there is a point to all of that this. That was one minute and 36 seconds well, of random New Year's <laughs> conversation. That buildup was for you right now. You're about to hear the truth. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Let's let's start with that. All right. Let's let's go. I right, so we are um, on a path to what we call better. We're gonna spend loosely ninety days uh, to making making ourselves better. We spent a little over a year recording podcast for men, families, and we have a lot we have a large female listening audience, which is awesome. Love that. But we've spent a year recording just how to dial in, like what is biblical manhood? What does it mean to be a godly man? How can I be that as a husband, um, as a father, as a boss, as an employee, just as a follower of Christ? We've spent a year with that. Well, you know what? Instead of just continuing to repeat the same themes, like living life on a treadmill, if you will, like I, I, I keep saying, I want to do better. I want to do better. I want to I want to get better at my habits. I want to get better at my thinking. I don't want to fall back into these bad habits and these hangups. Okay, well, get off the treadmill is sort of what we're trying to say, and let's be intentional. Uh, whether you've just now jumped in on Front Sight and you've listened five or six episodes, go back as much as you can. There's a year's worth of recorded material that sort of is a baseline for what does it mean to be a godly man? Well, we don't want to just stay in that like defining. We want to get in the actual realizing and living, fleshing out biblical manhood. Let's make a difference. In other words, let's go. Take action. Yeah, take action. All right, so we're also in the first of the year. By time, if you're listening to this, if you will, you can go back and it was when it was recorded, but you can go back at any time and find it in, you know, March, April, May, whatever, uh, as the year progresses. But have you ever thought about this? Like most often, we don't really want to get in shape until we realize we're out of shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You Me know, right now. Yeah, like right now. Yes. Yeah. So we were, you know, we have a, a grandson and another grandchild on the way. And Raina was like, oh, we got to get in shape. Yeah. Like to keep up with with the little ones and to keep up with the family. And so Raina got in our ministry feet to faith and she started, you know, preparing to run a 5K. Well, with that, her and I are both competitive. I sort of jumped in on some, you know, uh, 28-day calisthenics challenges and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I got to do, we got to do something. But it's that's sort of true of life that not until the pain hits us, the pain of being overweight, out of breath, um, out of options, uh, just dead-end job. Or just the reality check, right? I'm just like, a, whoa, this is where I'm at. That's a great way to say it. Which yeah. was right. Oh, that's a perfect way to say it because that's what we looked at the, just a few episodes ago was start. This is where you are. Yep. Not until you know where you are do you know like where to start. Exactly. And if we don't know where we are and we don't know where to start, then to be honest, a lot of times we're making up a starting line. We're making up some meaning. Like we're just sort of, I don't know, going through the motions, if you will, running life on a treadmill, same job, same expectations, same marriage day after day. And yet we feel unfulfilled, or maybe we're just full of anxiety, maybe we're critical, maybe we're negative. And like down deep inside, we say we want change. Like, I want to I want to be in better shape. I want to lose some weight. But what do we really do about it? Yeah. Okay, well, if I want to be more, if I want to be a godly man, if I want to be that warrior, that good soldier, 2 Timothy, if I want to be that good soldier for Christ, how do I become that? Again, I don't think you and I can get to the point of becoming better until we hit that pain point, that realization mm-hmm. in life that says, I've got to do something about it. So hence the title of this episode, if you will, sort of around that is, what is the point of life? Like, do we even understand why we exist? 
Like for most men, I think they think they exist like to go out and work hard, to, to bring home the bacon and provide for the family. Or, or some guys, they get their identity wrapped up in their workout or their identity work worked uh, uh, de- sort of defined, uh, if you will, by their net worth, yeah. uh, not their self-worth. Uh, or their net, their net worth define their self-worth. Closing their deals, their identity in their job or in yeah. their title or things people say about them. But do we really know what the point of life is? If we don't know what the point of life is, then we may not even know where to start. And a lot of the time, people know what the point of life is but they don't mm. like believe that that's actually the point of life, uh. and you can see that through what they like see as top importance. Yes, like what you're just saying right now. A lot uh. of the people who put that as their top priority know in their mind what yeah. it is, but they don't live it out because they don't like truly believe it. Right. Let, let's take let's take that idea. Let's take that just one step deeper. There are a lot of men who know they're not in the right place. And because they are trapped in a repetitive, sinful cycle, oh, whether it's addiction, whether addiction is something that's right. not God, right? So that's all you have to have. You're, it's like you're in a, you're in this vortex. You can't get out of it, right? And until you say enough is enough, you know, you're not going to get out of it. Your family's not going to reap the benefits of you making that decision absolutely. until a decision's made. That's that's spot you on. are right where you are. That wow. is absolutely spot on. Yeah. Oh, you know, the only way I can relate it to, to me right now is a lot of folks are saying, man, you're you know, you're losing weight, you're trimming down, you're you know, this and that. I, I think back at it to your point, Rodney, here's where I'm gonna go. Like when you're in the middle of it, you don't know you're in the middle of it. Mm. Oh yeah. And so for us it was just little diet things. Like for instance, I recently just cut out all dairy. Now, dairy wasn't an allergen to me, like I did, but it was an irritant, which I learned there's a difference. I never really thought about that. In other words, it just it caused a certain man. Ever since I've eliminated dairy and other things, like I feel so much better now that I look back at it. Okay, because when I was in the middle of it, I was I was eating cereal like every night. Oh my you know, gosh, yeah. cocoa puffs for dinner every night, kind of a thing. And I look back at it, I was one big cocoa puff. <laughs> I mean, don't don't go back and look on YouTube at sermons around two, 2013 and fourteen. Like I look like a cocoa puff. But I, I I never really felt bad, if you will. I was eating dairy. I just could never get better. It's the mm. normality of feeling bad. You're just kind of oh, numb man. to it. That's a really good way you, to say it. You know it. Uh, oh, yeah. who told me, who gave me a good one? Yes, Doug Goldbarth yeah. was, uh, you know, a dog sitting on a nail. You get so used to the pain of sitting on the nail, you just don't do anything about it. That, mm. that was where, so I, yeah, the normalcy of sort of where I was at, exactly to that point. But now that I'm sort of on the other side of it, now that I've made change, I can honestly look back and say, I didn't really feel that good. Right. I momentarily felt good after. I mean, I used to drink sweet tea. Oh my gosh! Probably five, six, seven, yes. eight cups for lunch. Yes, not a day. Oh, for lunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to. I was about hydrate. to relate hard to that. Wait, but. wait, wait. <laughs> I'm, so what's wrong? What exactly. Oh what's gosh. wrong with this? Well, yeah. my rationale back then, when Duck Commander was out, you know, Uncle Sai carried around sweet tea all the time, and he was skinny as a rail. And I thought, well, why am I overweight? But whatever. <laughs> But my dad, no. <laughs> I have to say this, my yeah. dad, he walks around with pretty much the equivalent of a Gatorade jug with a handle. No, yeah. He's got one of those like 7-Eleven or whatever yeah. where it's like you, you when he and when he fills it up with Coke or Dr. Pepper, oh, they gosh. literally have to refill oh. the entire What is it, like a big gulp? Is that what it's called? Oh, it's not. No, it's like 
it's like been gulped. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, like Megalodon. Yeah. Megalodon gulp. Yeah. 240 ounces of Coca-Cola. It's insane. But my whole point to that is like, for me, I can understand that. So, all right, let's go back to this. If you're, if you're addicted to porn and you don't think you are, it's hard to get out of it. If you're addicted to eating bad and you don't think you are, it's hard to get out of it. To right. your point, it's a vicious cycle. Or, or you're maybe, in that vortex. Or maybe even if you're addicted to porn and you think you can stop at any time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, or yes. you're addicted yeah. to work. Yes. And oh, this is come just on. A, it's just a time. This is going to be a thing. It'll be over soon. Sometimes your family has to sacrifice. Because you know what I'm, what I'm doing? I'm doing for my family. Right. I'm trying to make this money so I can provide for my family. So this will be over soon. And sometimes, and guys. Do work um, t- as, as sort of a suppressant. Yeah, to get like, away. To get when away. Really, that's what you're doing. Exactly. That's really what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so you know, right? It doesn't have to be like your porny alcohols and your your sweet teas and milks and cocoa puffs. I mean, it can be work. There's so there's so many things. But the point behind this is like, I, I want to become better. I get that. I hear that. But if you don't know, like, what is the point of life? You, if you don't know that jumping off that starting point. You're going to keep doing the same things you've always done. Definitely. I mean, I literally just kept drinking sweet tea and I kept eating cocoa puffs. And Raina, <laughs> I mean, Raina was like, You probably need to drink, quit drinking tea. And I was telling her, It's not the sweet tea, it's not the cocoa puffs. Well, she was right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You're my hero, Pester. Oh, my God. <laughs> Teach me your ways. No, no, you don't want to go back to those ways. Oh my goodness gracious! I'm yeah. going cuckoo for cocoa puffs yeah. right now. Oh I did not have to do much prep to be Santa Claus on December 20th. Oh my gosh! Yeah, not sponsored by the way. Yeah, yeah. not sponsored by the way. Yeah, we would appreciate a sponsorship though. But yeah. if we need to come up with the Aldi name of cocoa puffs or something like Doctor Puffs or something. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's not even a trademark name. Publix Puffs. Yeah, Publix Puffs or something. Cacao Puffs. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what is the point of life then? Like, can we just give this to you? So what I want to do is borrow wisdom from uh, Solomon, who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes at the end of his life. And so he looks back uh, with a very wise look, basically saying, here's where I wasted my life. Here's the point of life. So, all right. So here's where we are. No matter what age you are, you can get on a treadmill of habits and hangups and addictions and hurts and miss the point of life. You can literally wake up and try to start to have a new day every day but you're on the same treadmill and you're going nowhere. Yeah. So what I want to do is get you off the treadmill. I want to show you what the real meaning of life is, help you have an understanding of where to start, and then every episode after this, we're going to put you and myself on a training path to literally becoming better, how to journal everything, how to monitor everything, just like if you were on a 28-day challenge app and it wanted you to log your workout, log your food, log all, like we're going to go through, we're going to log emotions, we're going to log our thoughts, we're going to log our actions, and we're going to take a va- an evaluation of everything in our life. And instead of saying, Cocoa Puffs isn't bothering me, we're going to eliminate the things that you don't think are and identify them and put you on a path to being better. So here's what we know about Solomon. Ecclesiastes 1 he basically tells us, listen, if I don't understand the point of life, like if I if I don't know why I exist, then life for you is absolutely going to seem useless. Very depressing. Very yeah. depressing. Now, come on, guys, be honest. I mean, seriously, be honest right now. There's a lot of you right now that you're just going through the motions on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You're going through the motions at work. You're going through the motions at home. 
Like you're, you literally are just going through the motions, and I get that. There, there, there needs to be a routine in the family, but often that routine can be detrimental if we don't learn how to navigate it with freshness. Mm. Like you wouldn't survive being the, fa- the young father of a toddler, the young father, uh, father of three kids, teenage kids. Like you would if there wasn't some level of routine. Yeah. But if if we all, if all we do is ever just live in that routine and not understand that, then life seems useless. There's a lot of guys right now. That you're going, to, you're doing some stuff right now because life just seems useless. So you're you're seeking so many other things to sort of numb, or to provide, or to fill, to stimulate, yeah. to stimulate. That's another great word. If you don't understand it, life's going to seem useless. Okay, here's another. If if you don't understand the point of life, life's going to seem tiresome. Mm. Can I just read this verse? The sun rises and goes down. The wind blows round and round, back and again. Every river flows into the sea, and then the water returns to where the river began and starts all over again. Listen, everything leads to weariness. Mm. Wow. Number of things about that verse I wish you could go into. This, by the way, was how a lot many scientists discovered uh, uh, that the world, that the sun rises and goes down. The wind blows round and round. Like this was, this was literally Solomon giving us like how scientifically the world works. But anyway, moving on from that, what he's saying is, you and I can just get up like the sun and go down with the sun. We can go out like the water, and we can come back in like the water. If we don't understand the purpose of life, I'm just going to get out of bed, dig the ditch, get the check, pay the bills. Wow. Get up, dig the ditch, get a check, pay the bills. That is depressing. On re- <laughs> <laughs> That is. But right? Yeah. On repeat. So what do you do when you find yourself in that cycle? You turn to things you shouldn't turn to. You adopt a mindset you shouldn't adopt. Or you fake a reality that's not reality mm. in the midst of that. Like, wow. Ron, Cocoa Puffs is making you fat. No, it's not, honey. It's only five grams of sugar. You fake a reality that's not the reality. Wow. When I don't understand the meaning of life, I mean, the result is life seems unfulfilling. Like, I'm never satisfied. Yeah. Life seems unfulfilling, which is why we go after the next deal or the next thing. Or if you're not getting the romance that you think at home, then you search for an image. If you're not getting the encouragement that you need at home, you search for encouragement somewhere else. If there's just too many hurts out in life, you numb it with something, right? Life just seems unfulfilling. Listen, guys, if you don't understand the point of life, ultimately life seems insignificant. Mm. Mm. Like, why am I here? Is is anybody going to remember me? Does it even matter that I get up and do what I do? Like... I just get up and dig the ditch and get a check and pay the bills. Will my kids, will my family even miss me? I've I've done what I've done so long. Does it even matter anymore? Well, my kids are already old. I've already messed up. Oh. Oh, wow. That's a really good one. That is such a good one. So when when you don't understand the point of life, like we dealt with start, you were here. Okay, great. But let's really look at where you are. So we can get you on the right starting line, not just another treadmill line that just 90 days comes and goes and you saw the same results you've always seen. With all of that, Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes 1 that life seems uncontrollable. He says in verse 15, you can't straighten out what is crooked and you can't count things that aren't there. Like in other words, life's out of my control. 
Like I'm just I'm just here going through the motions. My my opinion doesn't matter. My input doesn't matter. Like what I'm doing is not going to make a difference. So why plan? Why care? Why try? Why participate? Just get up, go numb, do what you got to do. Come home, listen to the wife, listen to the kids, go to bed and do it all over again. And that is so like so real for what so many people believe. Yes. Not just not just like dads that come home to a kid. It's like kids who come home from school. Yeah. And they're, they've just been beat up at school or, you know, not physically necessarily, but like they just like everything at school is telling them you just have to go through the motions. And then everything th- throughout their day is just saying, go through the motions, go through the motions. And they just lose the sense of purpose. Yes. They, Come on. That's they, good, those Jordan. thoughts of, of just like, I don't matter become very, very real to them. Yes. I, I don't know where I saw it. I just saw, a, I'm going to go back and fi- try to find it. An article that just came out that, that said, uh, Gen Z is now considered the generation of the wasted life. Mm. Wow. Wow. Think about what you just, and, okay, so, yeah. okay, Rodney and I, at least, are sitting here, I'm, I'm ta- we're talking about married guys and retired guys. You just nailed it. You just took it to where you're working. You're working with middle schoolers and high schoolers. Yeah. And you're seeing it now. And it's so real. It's wow. so real. And it's not It's not just like a, a phase. Which is why the suicide rate for that generation is like almost more than doubled. Yeah, they, they, to his point, they don't understand. What's the point of life? I'm, I get beat up at home. I get beat up at school emotionally, relationally, whatever. Yeah. Like, why? Like, yeah. why even go to school? Why? Yeah. Why? Even, and to survive, you just kind of have to shut down yeah. and just go through the motions. Yeah. Man, that's so difficult. All of this, Solomon says, is the result of not understanding the point. Okay, well, here's what happens. If you don't understand the point of life, we've already established that you've got to survive, so you'll just go through the motions. You'll just do what you got to do. But that's not good. So there's typically three responses when you don't understand um, the point of life. First of all, life can't live in a vacuum. So you'll make up a meaning. Mm -hmm. Like literally through the years have talked to guys that are literally having a, a physical affair and they can tell you why it's right. They should have a physical affair. Wow. I've literally talked to guys that'll say stuff like this, like, I know the drug is bad for me, but it gets me through the day. Mm. There are guys that I'm just telling you through through the years that they know alcohol's an issue. They know it's numbing their pain, but they still go back to it. And these are all guys that have ne- that would say I would never be that person like two years ago. Absolutely, I would never be that. I would never cheat on my wife. I would never absolutely abuse drugs. Yeah. No, we talked about the hard three: drugs, cheating, pornography, and so. But to Rodney's point, there's a lot of guys that are sort of soothing um, their pain because they're making up an alternate version of reality. Like mm. I need to work harder. Yeah. I need to be at the office more. Blah blah blah. In other words, you can't you can't live life in a vacuum. So if you don't know the real reason why you exist, you're going to make up a reason for your existence, and then you're going to find all types of validating excuses to support yeah. what you currently believe. Yeah, like I just I can't say it enough, and you guys may think I'll harp on this, and maybe I don't, maybe I because I see it so much. I'm just telling you right now, I have never. I have never had anybody in ministry ever come to me and say, alcohol has significantly helped my family. Mm. I've never I've never heard that. Mm. I you know, we think, oh, pornography's bad. We think, oh, cheating on your wife or husband is bad. But man, we underestimate, we underestimate turning um to alcohol, even if it's just one drink here, 
here and there. What It's an alternate reality. I guess that's what I'm trying to say by alcohol is it's an alternate reality. It's an escape. It's an escape. Yeah. And so often what we do is when, we in, when we're in that world, we make up a meaning. So if you mm-hmm. don't know the point of life, you can make up a meaning. Here's the second one. You just said it, um, Jordan. It's, we often just escape. Mm-hmm. We escape mentally. We come home and jump on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. We come home and start streaming Netflix. Uh, you, know, you just scroll for hours. Ooh. What a lot of kids are doing. Scroll for hours. Yep. Watch YouTube or Instagram or TikTok. All of those apps are just like designed to help you numb out, I guess. Exactly. And reinforce escaping and making up a right. new meaning for your life. That's mm, yes, yeah. true. Because oh. they're actually programmed. To yeah, do that. Exactly. Yeah. They're programmed to replace your parents, replace God, replace those things, and feed you exactly what the Yeah. What you want to hear. The system need wants you to hear. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna feel like it's your choice. Yeah. But it's not mm. even your choice. That's an amazing point. Wow. You're just being fed that choice and you think it's your choice. Yeah, you're led down the, the path and you're thinking you're choosing it. The yeah. Whole time. Wow. Okay. So you're going to make up a meaning. You're going to escape. And, and honestly, so what's the other option? The other option is, guys, we need you to discover what, what the real meaning of life is. Like, you, you have to go on that. So listen to me, please. If you want to be better, you can't do what you've always done. Yes. You got to get off that treadmill. Yeah. And that's what we want to help you do. If you want to be a better husband, a better employee, you know, if you're complaining about your job, there, there's always going to be some areas of your job you cannot control, but you can control you. I'm sure you can com- always complain about your wife. We're human. There, there, she's going to not know or not validate or not support or it may seem like she's nagging, whatever. Maybe you do the same things. It takes two to tango, really. Like my point is you can always find something wrong at job or with others. I heard somebody say this years ago. They said if Bill and Sally have a problem with Bill and Jane have a problem and Bill and Larry have a problem and Bill and Mary have a problem, the problem's not Bill, Jane, and Mary. It's probably Bill because Bill's the equation (laughs) in all of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can change your, you can change your responses. You can change your, like get off the, if you want to be a better dad, step off the current treadmill that you're on and start making plans to be a better dad. It's it's that, you know, everybody knows it and has heard it, but it's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Doing the same exact thing and expecting different results. Yeah, that was me. But then how do we we do it? Yeah. No, I'm I'm being... No, we do it anyway. I'm being serious. That was me eating Cocoa Puffs. I'm being straight. I mean, it was such a (laughs) joke. Sounds like a joke, but I mean, I literally, Raina was telling me for years, you got to quit eating now. I'm like, honey, I don't have an allergic... This is not that bad, but... Yeah, as soon as I cut it, oh, I dropped the weight. As soon as I cut it, I felt a lot better. I was sleeping at night, and I just... I haven't eaten Cocoa Puffs in probably... 10 years. I'm, you know, I'm just more over the last few years, we've really dialed in things like diet and habits and study time and screen time. Yeah. 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 Um, so many things in life, but you've got to make the choice. If you want to be better, you have to discover the real meaning. What is the real meaning? Mm. Well, you were created by God for God. Mm. I mean, absolutely. Your job, you weren't created for your job. Mm. Believe it or not, you weren't even created for your marriage. Yeah. Okay, you were created to serve God, and you were created by God for God. That's the whole meaning of life. Listen to Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. Long ago, before the world was made, God chose us to be his his own through, through Christ, with his love. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. So you you have been adopted into the family of God so that you can become the object of affection for God so that he can employ 
employ you to serve him, which he knows is ultimately your best life. Five years into my ministry, I heard a statement by a local pastor that just changed my life forever. He said, God's will is exactly what we would choose for our life if we had enough sense to choose it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rocked me. And we often think we know what's best for our life. So we wake up and make our own choices rather than realize the point of life is this. Okay, listen. Let's hang on to this. Life, what you're living right now, life is dress rehearsal for eternity. Mm. So everything that God is doing in your life right now is to prepare you for eternity. Everything you have right now, your clothes, your cars, your cash, your rings, your watches, your shoes, everything you have right now will not go with you into eternity. Yeah. Will not go with you into eternity. You, it's, it's all going to be left behind. It's going to be somebody somebody else's name. Are they going to burn it? They're going to throw it, throw it away, whatever. The only thing that's going to go with you in this world is your your soul, your spirit, if you will. That's the only thing you're going to take with you. You're not. So God is preparing you to live for eternity. So with that in mind, you have to evaluate your job. You have to evaluate your whole approach to life. If you want to become better, are you living for a paycheck? Are you living for a car? Are you living for a destination? Are you living for a moment? Rather, are you living for God and God's purpose in your life? Mm. I'm going to give you something so basic. And what point are we in this? We're like 26 minutes in. Don't turn this off. But it's going to get so stupid simple. But this is how you change your life. How do I prepare um, to live a better life? Number one, you have to get to know God. Yeah. You have to get to know God. Now, hang on. I didn't say you know about God. I didn't say, are you saved? I didn't say, are you go to church? Like, do you know him? Do you know his voice? Do you know his desire for your life? Do you know what he's called you? Do you know your spiritual gifts? Do you know your abilities and your talents? Do you know how God wants to use you in every aspect of that? Do you know your job more than you know your spiritual gifts? Do you know your dog better than you know your kids? Kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's how much you really know. It's an intimate relationship. Absolutely. Where's your worship life? Most men think worship is just for women because, and they think I have to lift my hands and cry or, you know, sing love songs. But where's your worship life? What are you worshiping right now? Like right now, if it was taken away from you, what would dest- what would destroy you if it was taken away from you? Mm. Now, of course, if Raina was taken away from me, that if my girls, I, I mean, beyond that, like, what am I relying on right now? If your job was taken away, if your paycheck was taken away, yes, those would hurt. Absolutely. I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, the Lord told me three more months at your job. And they're like, I've been there over 20 years, and that sort of rocked my world. And they were like, but you know what? Every time God has spoken something like that, he's always provided something more. So I'm just trusting God that at the end of three months that he knows what's next for me. Wow. That's how you live it. Wow. That's insane. That's how you live it. You live for God's voice and trusting him. Number two, you got to become like Christ. This This is the whole point of front sight. The whole point of front sight is to help you become godly biblical men, good soldiers of Christ. You have to become more like Christ. So there's a whole lot of me that is worldly, that is not godly, that on a daily basis, God has to strip me out of me and put him into me, mm-hmm. which is why every day you have to like, okay, God, get me off the treadmill. I want to be better. And listen, all right, here's here's one for you guys. If you want to be better, you have to actually practice serving Christ. Wow. Okay. 
So a lot of guys think serving Christ is getting up reading the Bible. They think serving Christ is going to church. They think serving Christ is coming home and listening to their wife's Bible study lesson that they learned. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You got to practice serving. Mm. Hang on. They also think practice serving means serving in church. Mm. No. Christ comes first in everything you do. Job second, family second, third, fourth, fifth. No. Practice serving. Like, who are you helping right now? The Bible calls you and I to help others, but often we want to help ourselves first. Your life was given towards others, and the more you focus on others, the more God takes care of you. The more you focus on you, you lose. Yeah, and, you know, there, that's that's interesting because you, you keep hearing it, you know, and the, the whole God helps those who help themselves yeah. emerges back up over and over again. I hear it, it seems like once a week at least. And that is a reflection of somebody who doesn't realize no. the absolute sovereignty of God right. and exactly what we're here for. Right. Yeah, that was a Benjamin Franklin statement. Yeah. I think it's the one he made that. We can Google that, but um, that's not even in the Bible. No. I mean, understand, you know, so yeah, we, we take so many statements that aren't even in the um in the in the word of God and sort of stretch that. Now, yes, God does want you to be employed um in serving him. That's absolutely true. But listen, guys, if if you're gonna be better, like I can't say this enough because I say it often here um in ministry, and I even say it to other pastors, you cannot keep doing the same things over and over and expect it to be different. Like you have to start serving Christ. You have to start serving others. Most of us make life about get up, dig the ditch, get the check, and pay the bills. God wants you to work. The book of Ecclesiastes, which is what we're referencing here right now, Solomon basically says, says that if a man's house, if the, if the rafters sag in a man's house, that man is lazy and the house is going to fall down. What does that mean? You have to go home and do home repair. Like God wants you to have hands of industry. He wants you to be employed, and he want, you can't just go home and just lay around in a hammock and yeah. expect God to do all the work. No, you we were ha- made to work. Like you were we made? Were, yes. We were made to like subdue the earth is one of the commandments Ooh. that he gave us in Genesis. Absolutely. We like Obviously, sometimes now since the fall, we're not going to enjoy it, Right. but we were made to do it. Absolutely. And I mean, a lot of guys, when they hear this, are going to be like, well, yeah, I know that my purpose is in Christ. I like I know that. Or they or when you ask them that'll be their answer if it's right. not really reflecting their personal habits, right? Right. But sometimes Christ is going to put certain circumstances in your life that might seem terrible, right. but they are there and designed to reorient your mind to actually see Christ as the purpose of your life. Right. Wow. Absolutely. Well, isn't that what getting better is? I mean, if you're if you're working out, you're going to be uncomfortable. Ooh. If you're learning a new language, you're going to be uncomfortable. Oh. If you're if you're learning a new trade or a skill, you're going to be uncomfortable. So it's ironic that most of us complain about we we don't feel fulfilled. We don't we don't know where God's settling in on us. We don't know where we're supposed to be, but we won't be uncomfortable and go and take those steps into getting into the Word, reading the Word, making yeah. it a habit. So that we can under, so we can feel blessed. Right. It's like if you work out and you and you change diet, you start feeling better. That's a reward. We want to feel better, mm-hmm. so that we start reading the word, so right. that we start getting closer to God. It's yeah. the other way around. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, exa- you said that so well. And so the more you start serving God, the more you start getting to know God, the more you start becoming more like Christ. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Little personal confession. I always thought I was in a little bit better shape, you know, than Raina and so forth. And and I look back on, I still feel like I'm in the Marines, but oh my gosh, I'm not that at all. So Raina was training for this 5K. And she was she was got up to the point where she was running for like 35, 40 minutes, right? Just, you know, and, and working out. I'm back here doing like these 28 day challenges. I'm thinking I'm the boss. Like I'm doing push ups. <laughs> like I'm doing all I'm doing all these things. Well, my my workout was only 20 minutes. Raina gets in there. She's like, "Oh, well, this is easy. We, we finished the workout, and this is exactly what she says. Oh, is that all?" And I was like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> oh. And I was worn out. I was trying not to show her I was worn out. I was breathing heavy. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it was just, that was just kind of the warm-up. Yeah. Oh, my God. But she, we finished working out. She's like, oh, that was kind of cool. That's kind of easy. Was that all? And I'm like, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the mind. She's There's like, a whole part two to this. We'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly right. To your point, uh, it, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt, but we're not asking you to become like Christ tomorrow. We're just asking you on a daily basis, just literally submit yourself and say, okay, God, there are parts of my job that I don't like, but for some reason, you've you've given me that job. So how can I serve you today in that job? Where, where I'm going to lunch, like you, I, you think, I, I think I chose where I'm going to lunch, but I chose to go there for, uh, you know, you chose to take me there for a reason, like... Who there at that restaurant needs to be ministered to? Like everywhere you go is a ministry opportunity. Everywhere you go is an opportunity to live for Christ, okay? So here's what we're trying to say. You have to literally like present yourself to Christ on a daily basis if you want to become better. You, you can't be the proverbial couch potato and try and change your life streaming Netflix while watching Cocoa Puffs. I mean, eating cocoa puffs like yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, like I had to change my entire diet. I had to change my morning program to where there was some side of it that was uncomfortable. I'm even currently looking at my current quote unquote schedule of when I study, when I have meetings, when I do counseling, when I write for podcasts, when I write for books. Like I'm currently looking at all that, and God is just restructuring that because even in that, I can get a routine. And I get hooked on that, and I just kind of go through the motions, even in a set schedule. Yeah, I go through the motions, and I when I open myself up to, okay, God, is where are the adjustments that you want to make into my life? That's when I hear from Him. Mm. We're trying to get you off the treadmill. We're trying. If if you want a better marriage, jump off the current treadmill you're on and present yourself to Christ. If you want a better way of thinking, jump off that treadmill. If you want to get rid of those addictions, jump off the treadmill. If you want to kick that habit, get off that treadmill. This is how you become better. Yep. And don't and don't when that you're going to experience pain. Absolutely. You're going to experience suffering. This is part of life. Right. So don't use the first bump that you step on. Mm. See, see, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, right. man. Right? Yeah. And we don't do this with any, like, we know that we're going to have sore muscles if we start working out again. Right. We know we're going to be, we're, you're going to be, like, throwing up down the street when you start cardio right. down, right? We know that. But somehow we treat God like a vending machine, transactionally. Yeah. All right, I'm taking this yeah. step. God, pave the way. We're done. No more suffering. No more. No more ironing, sharpening. You know, iron yeah. sharpening. No more learning. No more making me better. Go, learning those t- tough lessons. We can't. You can't look at it that way. No. Ab- you know, years ago I said something. Iron sharpens iron. And I was talking to a guy. And I'm like, Yeah, but right now you're using aluminum 
to sharpen your iron. Like everybody around you is aluminum. Everybody right. around your your habits, your actions, your processes, your thinking, it's all aluminum. No wonder you're dull. Oh, you know, wow. you don't have any iron. You're you're not letting your wife be iron. You're not letting your circumstances be iron. You're not, you know, we often we often hear that. We're like, yeah, that's cool. But really, like, what other source of iron is there in your life to sharpen that? The word of God, worship. Um, change of diet, your wife, accountability, accountability. Ask your kids, do they, are they satisfied with how much time you spend with them? Oh, there's iron. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was a great question. Yeah. Do they feel loved by him? Yeah. Yeah. Ask your kids that question. Ask your wife that question. Ask your wife if, if she, if she feels like, you know, you spend enough time with her Mm. and so forth. No. Wow. That man, that's a really great question, Ronnie. This is what we mean. Okay. I'm going to ramp it up a little bit and then we're going to close it out. (laughs) Let's do it. Ask God Mm. if he feels like you spend enough time with him. Mm. Think about that. And leave room for an answer. Okay. Oh, come on. That's a really good point. Intentionally. Come on, so far. Seek. No, that's good. No, that's good. No, but intentionally, intentionally, like, Mm -hmm. seek the answer. I was just talking. uh, I just, like, this is so crazy because, like, just now, last night, I texted some guys because it has been on my heart for Mm -hmm. a long time to be pouring into other guys, like, around Mm -hmm. my age and just other guys at Waterstone. Mm -hmm. So I texted four guys and I was like, hey, for real, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. This is what it's going to look like. And so I've been talking to them and it has been so beneficial just in the first few days Mm. but at the same time i'm also aware of the spiritual warfare that comes with obedience Mm. and so i know that it's going to be hard sometimes to reach out to these guys for accountability but i have to be ready for that warfare you know what i'm saying i have to be praying through that warfare absolutely and you have to persevere through it that was iron you by reaching out to those guys and saying hey let's do this that was iron in your life. Most of us, we want to be a physically fit piece of armor, if you will, a good piece of equipment, but we're not willing to have iron. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be honest, asking my wife to hold me accountable on things is never comfortable. Mm. Because I know if she walks in, just a borrowing an illustration I've already used, I don't do it anymore. But if she walks in and sees me with a bowl of cocoa puffs, I know what she's going to say. So if I do that, I'm going to have to sneak Right, Ooh. I'm gonna have to sneak around. Wow! So asking my wife to like hold me in check, like Rain and I get up and I'm like, "Here's what I'm gonna do today," and here's that. and she'll ask me, she'll ask me the questions. And so, but my point is, often we don't want, we want to be sharp, but we don't want to be sharpened by somebody else's mm. iron or somebody. What you did was iron. You invited four, five other guys into accountability, and in knowing that, in doing that, all right. Now yeah. that I stepped out, we got to do this thing. I'm like, I know this is going to be more difficult. Yeah. But that's how you get better. But that's also a step to changing how you see, to you know, changing how you understand the point of life. Absolutely. If you are not taking the steps of obedience, then do you actually believe that that is the point of life? Wow. Nope. You're just probably living in a, a bubble. You're living in a, a version of reality you created. You made something up or you're just escaping and you're not understanding the real meaning of life. Absolutely. Yeah. That summed it up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That summed <laughs> it up. I agree. Wow. That was a good topic. Heavy topic. But you know what? I think there's a lot of men that needed that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe we were your iron today. 
um, that set you on pace to get off that treadmill. We're here to help you, to encourage you, to support you, to become a godly, biblical man. And that's not a title that you just get to put on the back of a jacket. That's a lifestyle that you have to literally work out the salvation that is placed in you. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. Amen. That's all about front sight. Rodney, I'm praying for you, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> silk, silk does sharpen iron, doesn't it? Yes. It, mm. wow. I still don't understand that illustration. Yeah, right. I, can't, I can't get that picture in my head, that's really. Why, that's why you're here. Oh, my you know God. What I, you know what? I have a feeling. I have a feeling your secret admirer is probably going to buy you a silkworm. Mm. In a jar. Yeah, in a I, jar. I think. With lots of hearts in it. <laughs> with lots of hearts in it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Good way to end this. We love you guys. We're praying for you guys. And we just honestly, we pray for you to become better. Join the journey with us. We're all in this room. We're all on this journey with you. Love you. Praying for you. Be encouraged. Be blessed. Stay focused. Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) Boom.